Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am your guest host, Ben Horsley, here today with. Privileged to be here with Ben, Scott Howell on the left. I got to emphasize it. I didn't even make that connection until you brought it up. Well, uh, the textures out there seem I, to believe that. Uh, I'm the dino. Is that what you call it? I guess. I guess Instead a little of providential. I, I would yeah. say. I, I, I didn't even expect that. But yeah. geographically speaking, I guess our political leanings are indicated by our, our seating position. If you're watching us on the in studio camera, uh, so we got this issue coming up here uh, that's been decided by the Supreme Court. What are your thoughts on? Uh, Partisan elections for state school board members, Scott. You know, it's just amazing uh, that uh, the decision came down from the Supreme Court the way that it did. I didn't think that would happen. And uh, for me, you know, being in the minority for so long, I'm pushing to get less things partisan and more things congenial, so to speak, and not partisan. And I thought the school board was one that that might not uh, resonate with people, but the decision was handed down, and it looks like we're going to have a – Democrat education proponent and a Republican education proponent. I think at the end of the day, they should all agree that we got to fix our education system and put the resources in it, money and other things, and really get it back on its feet. And I'm, I, it, it's kind of discouraging to me, but it is what it is, and that's the system that we have. For those of you who don't know, this has kind of been a hot topic on Capitol Hill over the oh, last yeah. few years as they decide how we govern the education system in the state of Utah. Now, you might be familiar with your local school board members. Actually, I know for a fact most of you are not familiar with who your local school board members are, but I can I would bet a thousand bucks that most people don't know who their state school board member is and what their role is in public education. Um, for me, this is a governance issue, um, and I'm really quite frustrated. I know I, I'm a big constitution guy. I believe that uh, some of those things were framed correctly back in the day. Uh, but the way that uh, this is set up currently with the state school board model, uh, with the governor having so little influence, uh, it's just a poor model altogether. Too many chefs in the kitchen. 100%. I, I get it back to let the school district run the school, let teachers teach, and let parents be involved, and let's move on. Absolutely. I, it's just kind of a basic tenet to me to understand that uh, the edification process is so clear when we let the teachers do what they need to do and let the principals and the school district and the PIOs do what they need <laughs> no, to do. No, I don't need to know. I don't need to have a hand in that. I'm just the communications guy. But I will tell you that I work with our legislature 
uh, on a regular basis and to hear local control, local control, local control. And what that really means is state level control. And so we do have a lot of different people uh, changing the goalposts, moving things around. And we do have people on the ground who are elected to these positions uh, to represent those communities. And uh, they're they're being micromanaged. I, I got my good friend, State Senator Todd Weiler on the line. Uh, disagree, agree. What do you think, Todd? Well, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Scott. Um, I think you have to separate two issues. First of all is the policy question of whether state school board members should be elected in partisan races. And quite frankly, I have mixed feelings about that. I can argue either side. But you've got to separate that from the decision that came down yesterday. And this is a pure victory. You sound like a lawyer now. Because, <laughs> because the Supreme Court was presented a question, and the question was, does the Utah Constitution prohibit partisan elections for school board? And the Supreme Court, in a unanimous decision, said, no, it doesn't. And as a legislator, I'm happy about that decision because, to me, a plain reading of the state constitution said that this is within the legislature's prerogative. Whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, what we don't want, what we don't want, and I think Scott will even agree with me, we don't want the court sticking its nose where it doesn't belong and deciding issues that should be decided by a separate branch of government. And so, you know, at least two of our Supreme Court justices, I'm pretty sure, lean a little bit to the left, and they agreed with, you know, with the other ones that lean a little bit to the right that this is something that the Constitution allows. So I do celebrate that victory, but I still have mixed feelings. But I, and then let me go one step further. I don't think it's going to change much because we've really had a partisan school board members for the last couple of years. And, and anybody who says we haven't, they're either lying or they don't, they, they're not following it very close. There's some truth to that. And I wouldn't disagree with what you're saying, uh, Senator Weiler. I did have a texter come in and say the Constitution says nothing about education. Get the government out of it. I want to be clear. I was referencing the Utah State Constitution, does which say, does say a lot about education and educational yeah. governance. Yeah. Scott, you had yeah. a thought. No, I was just going to bring up that very point. Uh, there's nothing federally in that. And Senator Weiler, do you, do you think that at the end of the day, really, there's a place for partisan politics in our schools? Um, and do you think our children's education, uh, doesn't it deserve to be insulated from partisanship that we see so often? And I, I'm not even talking about at the legislature. You know, it's a pretty good group up there to work with, although people think different. But this one on, on school boards, what do you think the outcome will be? And what would you see in the future that would make it different from a Democratic elected official versus a Republican versus an independent? So, so, I, so here's what I think may be different. And again, I, I, I really have mixed feelings. And I, I, as a lawyer, I could argue the side of this. But right now, a state school board member represents over 225,000 people. Nobody has been articulated. Nobody knows who they are. Most people don't know who they are. They can't raise any money because nobody's donating to those races. And so most people are picking between two names on the ballot that they have no idea. So having the partisan label, I think it's going to help them to be able to raise money and maybe get a message out. And it's going to, I think, at least let the voters know, okay, I'm a Democrat. This is a Democrat candidate, so I think I want to vote for them and vice versa. So I, I do think it has the potential to get higher quality a better message candidates out than we have now. Uh, but it could go the other way as well. So the reason I bring up the whole uh, too many chefs in the kitchen uh, component is because when you add this element of partisan elections at that level, um, and Todd, uh, <laughs> I was party chair in Davis County after you were 
Um, and you and I both know that working with delegates is a, both a privilege and a pain. And these are well-intentioned people, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know how much of them have any educational experience beyond what their own educational experience is. And I will tell you, I hear from people every day, and it's not a criticism, it's just an acknowledgement, a blunt reaction. Most people feel they're experts on education because at some point they went to a public school. Do we really want to turn over uh, education policy in the state of Utah? I'm asking, and I'm hoping you can convince me one way or another, uh, to delegates uh, who generally reflect the extreme elements of both parties. Well, I, I think the signature path will be available for these races. At least I hope it will. I don't see why it will. I would assume as much as well. Let's look at the current state school board. Carol Lear, who I think is a wonderful person, she's a liberal Democrat. I mean, nobody can argue otherwise. Lisa Cummings, who just uh, resigned from the state school board, she was a far-right, libertarian-leaning Republican. So I, I, I'm not sure it's going to change that much. I really am not sure it's going to change that much. You know, Todd, uh, I think Ben brought up a really interesting point. I can remember when we were debating charter schools uh, up on Capitol Hill, and I had group after group come in and sit down with me. And the one thing that I heard uh, when they were talking about credentials for a charter school uh, almost to the T, a lot of them would say, well, I know education. I teach a Sunday school class. I know education because I'm a Sunday school teacher. Or I teach gospel well, we have doctrine. a bunch of so. um, homeschooler moms who say that they're teachers because they teach their own kids in their home, which is, I guess, technically true, but, you know. Hey, don't rip on homeschool teacher or moms. I, they I, will I, light up the text line. <laughs> I dealt with ben that the last I, time I guest hosted. Hey, I do have one thing here, uh, Todd, that I think I thought was really interesting. In a cheeky section of the majority decision, Justice Hamanas declined to comment on whether adopting partisan school board elections is a good public well, policy. Well, he didn't decline to comment. <laughs> but he did say this, and he quoted Justice <laughs> yeah. Oliver Wendell Holmes, who said, if my fellow citizens want to go to hell, I will help them. It's my job. Well, I'm going to wrap <laughs> yeah, up this segment. Go ahead, Senator Weiler, real quick. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I think it has potential for good, it has potential for bad. I hope that we as voters uh, will use this as a tool to help us get the very best people we can for our State Board of Education. And the State Board of Education is not inside the classroom. They're very much outside the classroom, but they're setting overarching policies that do affect the classroom. Senator Todd Weiler, one of our leading, best uh, uh, senators up on Capitol Hill, Thank you for joining us. And Very engaged on Twitter. You can He's a good follow on Twitter, and he will engage with you. And wrapping up, I'm just really super excited about my next caucus having a topic of sex education. <laughs> so with that, uh, don't go away. In Sunday school. That's right. <laughs> we'll be talking uh, a little bit more about gun violence in the survey. We have somebody from Y2 uh, Analytics joining us. So don't go away. Stay tuned and keep sending in those text messages. Just don't lose the, use those four-letter words anymore, please. Please. <laughs> A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.